This weekend retreat at Our Lady of Good Counsel Retreat House was given by Father Benjamin Holdren, April 20th to 22nd, 2018, on the topic Deepening Your Prayer Life. These and other recordings are available at our website, goodcounselretreat.com. It's uh, great to see all of you. For those I haven't met, my name is Father Ben Holdren, and um, I'm so excited <laughs> to uh, be with uh, you guys this weekend. Um, I've been looking forward to this uh, for a long time, and I've been praying for all of you. Um, and so before uh, we start off this retreat and before we start off our first Mass where uh, we get to receive our Lord, uh, body, blood, soul, and divinity, uh, I thought um, I could lead us through just a, a short Lexio Divina, a short uh, gospel reading on Jesus' resurrection. And we'll be talking uh, this weekend, uh, of course, a lot about prayer. And um, uh, the Catechism de uh, defines prayer as this elevation and praise and communion. And so we need someone to elevate to. Uh, we need someone to praise. We need someone to be in communion with. And so I invite you uh, just to, if, you, um, if you're comfortable, close your eyes as I read through this passage. And uh, we'll just ask the Holy Spirit really fills our heart and uh, helps us um, uh, to have this someone, this, uh, um, our Lord, uh, to turn to this weekend. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Gospel of John, chapter 20, verse 19 through 23. Jesus appears to the disciples. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being shut where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I send you. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Jesus, we come here humbly before you in your presence, Elevating our minds and our hearts to you, lifting our minds and our hearts. Um, you see any locks that are around our minds and our hearts. And we invite you, Jesus, to pass through uh, anything that's shut, anything that's closed. Jesus, come and stand uh, in the midst of us. 
We ask that you would help us to see your face. Help us to see the wounds in your hands and in your side. To remember how you poured your life out for us by name from your cross. And as we remember uh, the wounds that you still bear, Jesus, in your risen body, help us to hear your words. Peace be with you. We humbly ask, Jesus, that you would breathe on us. Send the fire of your Holy Spirit deep within us. Jesus, we ask that you would enter into you any fear. What if I don't experience anything? What if I'm not worthy? What if I'm not good enough? Please, Jesus, expose those uh, for the lies they are. And Holy Spirit, finger of God, drive out fear. Jesus, breathe on us and send the fire of your Holy Spirit deep within our minds and our hearts. And drive out anxiety. Help us to know that we can give over control to you, control of this weekend and what happens. Jesus, may this be your weekend of your will. Holy Spirit, help us to hear the voice of our Heavenly Father in any way that he chooses to speak. Holy Spirit, drive away anxiety and give us hearts to praise. Give us new reasons to praise you. And to praise the sacrifice and the mercy of Jesus, the love of our Father. Breathe on us, Jesus, we invite you into the sadness. any frustration or confusion or injustice, the selfishness in our hearts. Breathe on us and send your Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit and enkindle in us the fire of your love. Come Holy Spirit with a new Pentecost. And Blessed Mother, we humbly entrust um, this retreat to you and each one of us. Please take us in your arms and lead us to your Son. Help us to see the wounds uh, that he bears and help us to know more clearly his love for us. So we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, 
and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Well, this is my first time uh, leading a full retreat, and um, I've honestly always wanted that sign over my door that says Retreat Master. (laughs) I just thought that was a great name. So uh, I don't know whether that's good or bad for you, but (laughs) um, I'm really excited about our topic this weekend. Uh, The bishop... um, Uh, has sent me to you the Institute for Priestly Formation over this last year. And it's an amazing program out of uh, Creighton in Omaha or on their campus. And um, the Institute for Priestly Formation, it's really band camp for priests. (laughs) And they sent us there to uh, learn how to be better spiritual directors. Um, But in learning how to be a better spiritual director, uh, they're teaching us how to pray more deeply. And so over this last year, I've been learning some um, stuff that I really uh, appreciate. I'm very grateful for. And also just the luxury of having gone through seminary and, um, you know, the time of formation as a priest. And uh, so I'm just really grateful um, for the opportunity to talk about it and uh, to be here with you. So uh, the catechism, it talks about prayer. Um, I'll just read you the definition. It's the elevation of the mind and the heart to God in praise of his glory. Through prayer, we experience communion with God through Christ in the church. Um, So I was praying through this and it, it struck me. Here's this stance for all the athletes, um, uh, um, any of you that grew up athletes, it's like a, an athletic stance. Um, so if you're uh, getting ready um, for offense or defense, you get into the stance, and that's your go position. Um, always go back to that ground zero for any musicians here. Uh, when you pick up your instrument and you're ready to play, there's a stance that you get in, um, so that you can be uh, uh, the best musician possible. This, um, uh, what, what the catechism gives us with prayer, it's this spiritual stance that we get into. And it's these three main points, elevation and praise and communion. And so I'm going to be coming back to those themes throughout this weekend because I think if we get that, if we understand we have this working definition of prayer and we have this stance that we can get in, when we come into silence, um, it, begins, uh, um, uh, it begins to help us to learn the art of prayer. So elevation, praise, communion, E-P-C, elevate, praise, communion. Uh, elevation, it's this conversion. It's this uh, um, 
conversio is a Latin word which means to shift. And so we're, we're shifting from a focus on ourselves and we're elevating and we're focusing on someone, right? Jesus. And what a beautiful, um, uh, well, both of the gospels sing those wounds in Jesus's hands and aside remembering what he's done for each of us. Uh, hearing in the gospel today that Jesus comes to give us himself in the Eucharist. We're shifting our attention off of ourselves and we're elevating to Jesus. And we're lifting our heart in praise as we remember what he's done for us. And that right now, uh, in this time, everything that we love, everything good, everything beautiful, everything true, everything good that we have, everything, it comes from him. And so we're asking that the Holy Spirit helps us to praise. In communion, communion, it's this two-way union. Right? As we elevate, as we praise, we're moving ourselves into a position to receive. This is not a one-way street. We're putting ourselves into a position to receive from Jesus who's already been looking for us, uh, waiting for us uh, to be here with him. And faith is what's necessary for prayer. This attitude of trust, and we'll be talking about this in different ways throughout the weekend, but that God means what he says. Jesus wants to be in communion. He wants to be in relationship with you. It's a promise. He says, if you ask, you will receive. If you look, you will find. If you knock, I promise you, the door will be opened. It's faith, this attitude of trust that Jesus means what he says. And we're here to uncover our identity. And our identity is that we are sons and daughters in Jesus. We're sons and daughters of the same father. But there are these roadblocks to intimacy, right? As I'm talking, maybe within you is arising. Um, these things that bite and sting. Uh, maybe there are, you know, those anxieties, the fears, the sadness, the doubt, the discouragement, you know, those things that come up to the surface in our hearts. There's these roadblocks that we have to this intimacy, this communion. And I'm just going to touch a little bit on my own journey. Um, journeys are different, but I think a lot, a lot of times they're the same. And, um, that maybe you see something in my journey that, that you can take and uh, find hope in. Uh, long, um, the journey of our lives, I think all of us, we experience rejection. And sometimes it's real and sometimes it's perceived. Uh, oftentimes it's you know, with our parents. Oftentimes it can be with our siblings or um, relatives or teachers or priests. And in that moment, when we experience that rejection, 
sewed into that rejection is a lie. That somehow that rejection was our fault or it's because we're not good enough or it's because we're failing. We're lied to and from those wounds we develop these coping mechanisms and we can go into, when we feel that rejection, we can go into this fight mode. And so we're going to stop what's causing this rejection, what's triggering this even now, um, years later. Or we can go into flight mode where I'm just shutting down. And so, no, I'm not going to make myself vulnerable. I'm not going to put myself in a position to be rejected again. We can just freeze and not know what to do. Um, And this is transferred to our relationship, our trust with God. Uh, Oftentimes, this can deeply affect our faith. Uh, I've always, since I can remember, had this deep desire to be connected uh, to others. And I think all of us uh, can relate to that. We're made in the image and likeness of a a trinity, right? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, a relationship. God is the opposite of loneliness. God is relationship. And if we're in his image and likeness, we need that relationship to be okay. We need to be connected. Um, Growing up, I perceived sports as the, the ticket to this connection and uh, to being accepted. And uh, my parents I uh, love deeply. Um, they're both from bigger cities. My mom's from England. Um, uh, my dad's from Lincoln. I guess that's not exactly a bigger city, right? <laughs> but when you're from friend, it seems like that. Um, and um, uh, neither one of them really got into sports. Uh, it wasn't their interest. Um, they're world travelers. Uh, they're, uh, my dad's an artist. Uh, my mom is deeply passionate about her kids and about her faith, but they just were never into sports. And so uh, I felt a lot of pain growing up because I felt like I was always behind. I was always left in the dust. And I didn't know the rules. I didn't know strategy. I couldn't dribble and these guys are dribbling circles around me, you know, it was just constantly trying to catch up. I perceived that I was different because of that. And in that, I felt a deep rejection. And in this rejection, I was lied to. I heard there's something wrong with you. You're not good enough. You're failing. And it was incredibly uh, painful for me as a kid. So I developed these coping mechanisms. Uh, Flight from any kind of vulnerability to others. And fight. I developed this. I didn't realize it at the time how deep it went. But just this self-hatred. I just didn't like myself. Uh, At the time I was ambushed by pornography, this perfect storm. Um, Thank God there weren't smartphones and the internet back then. Um, A buddy of mine were just riding through the park and here's a magazine and we didn't know, you know, what it was. I think uh, we're maybe 10. 
Um, and I began to fall into this pattern. This rejection, believing these lies, a flight from others and God, and a fight with myself. And so I would use pleasure. Um, I would bring that to me because at least here's something that I could control. Uh, When all of these things are going wrong and when I feel this pain and this rejection, at least here's something I can control. I can bring this to me. I can soothe myself. I couldn't control others and their love for me. I didn't turn to God. And so I turned to myself. And my self-hatred compounded because of this cycle of sinfulness. I formed intense judgments about myself. I formed intense judgments about others. And at the root of it, I can't trust. So who is God in all of this? There is a youth conference that I went to in Indianapolis. I was 13 years old. And at this conference, I tried to bail out of the conference. Um, I love going to those conferences because the girls always outnumbered the guys three to one. And so I met this kid from Michigan, and we were going to you know, go scope out the scene. And um, bailed this last conference. Well, he must have got caught by his parents. And so there was nobody else there. And so reluctantly, I went back in and found my parents and started listening. And it was a bishop who was speaking. And he, at the end of his talk, he said, anybody who thinks they have this call to be a uh, priest, come down and in front of these 16,000 people in the Hoosier Dome. I'm like, yeah, right. (laughs) And the call was beautiful, and it was loving, and my experience of it was terror and just being absolutely overwhelmed. And I pushed against that as hard as I possibly could. I felt God was taking away The only thing that I ever wanted, connection with someone. And I think of Adam and Eve and that original temptation in the garden, right? And God the Father is loving them into existence and he's given them every good thing they have. And the serpent comes up to Eve and says, you can't trust that the Father really loves you. You can't trust that. If you give him control, he's going to take away something from you. If you abandon yourself completely to him, you'll lose what you most want. And the reality, I think, is that each one of us here carry those different wounds of rejection and lies and coping mechanisms. And it's the devil who whispers those lies within our hearts uh, that um, we're not worthy of God. It's a lie because you are. Um, Each one of us is a beloved Son, a beloved daughter of God. That's who we are. And 
Uh, if anything contrary uh, to that uh, hits your heart, it's not from God. It's from the devil, and you can reject that. And we'll be talking about how to do that. Uh, your identity is a beloved son, a beloved daughter, and all temptation, all temptation, every single one of them is an attack on that identity. The enemy trying to get you to believe something else. And fight, flight, or freeze. There's a better way of going through life. It's elevation. It's praise. And it's communion. Uh, intimacy was the only thing that I ever wanted. I love that word, intima- uh, intimacy. In to me, see. The weakness that's there, the limitations that are there, the sinfulness that's there, into me, see, and love anyway. And that's who the Father is. The Father sees everything about us, and He loves unconditionally. Divine mercy. Is who we encounter here. Uh, the God that refused to give up on me is the God who refuses to give up on you. Uh, he kept calling through all of this, and I'm so grateful uh, for that. Uh, he called me when I was on East Campus uh, with the girl that I was dating, which was a little awkward. <laughs> he called me at my apartment uh, after um, uh, I just broke up with the band that I was in. Uh, He kept calling and he refused to give up. And he finally won me over. And that's when the road to real intimacy began. Uh, Entering the seminary began a journey uh, that still continues. I've been at this for 20 years, and to this day, I continue a process of healing. I don't think that ever stops throughout this life. I think that's what causes us to be dependent on Jesus. And throughout this retreat, I'll be sharing with you some of the things that have really helped me. Mercy is for all of us to better elevate and to better praise and to better abide. And so I invite each of you um, into this spiritual stance um, and to ask our Lord to speak to your heart words of mercy, this retreat, uh, as you receive him into you, his body, blood, soul, and divinity.